So do okay. you want me to read this title? Yeah, I don't know what... Is that what you I, desire I, for? I feel the need to say something after it because we always have, but I got nothing and I don't know what to do. Okay. That sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I got, I got something. I got it. I got it. Maybe okay. I'll just include all this at the beginning. Okay. I'll just start early. <laughs> <clears throat> this is episode 138. They cut the guitar part off. <laughs> and uh, at risk of this being an entirely bell-free episode, I'm going to cut it off right right now. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, that's the only bell in the whole episode. <laughs> Saved the bell by the bell? No. God damn it, no. Justin. I, I regretted it as soon as I said it. Anyway, I feel it was weird when it came out. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> felt, felt weird coming out. It's the tone control. I yep. lied, second bell. Doing all right. Doing all right. Did you just change the mic setting or something? I pointed my face right at oh, it. Oh, that was it. Okay, that'll do it. <laughs> I was turning to plug the phone in and... Um, yeah, I was like, oh, you sound kind of internet-y, you know, a little... Oh, okay. But then now loud and clear. I I have it kind of pointed at the side of my face. Mm-hmm. I, I have it pointed at my face, but from an angle, right? So I'm not just like breathing down it all the time. Right, and I was just eating that sucker. And then I just <laughs> turned this way and this happened. Cool. Yeah, uh, it sounds yeah. very intense. Yeah. It's high intensity, Justin. <sighs> yes, that's the only only Justin I prefer, actually. <laughs> <laughs> None of that low intensity garbage. <laughs> no, you just leave that at home. <laughs> cool. All right. Cool. All right. Yeah. All right. Hello, friends. <laughs> Hello, greetings. What are you? Uh, how are you doing? Uh, I'm managing. You know, doing stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I did. Let's see. What I what I do that was cool on on Saturday. I I did uh, recorded drums at um at the band's house because this cool. this guy this guy plays a kit with two 24 inch kick drums all right so it was like i don't think this is gonna fit in your studio it's like oh god that's the thing i i bet you weren't really prepared for that problem <laughs> <laughs> well you know you do what you can i mean like obviously like with, when you're building a studio space, it's like you you make it as big as you can make it, but like you don't really make it as big as you can make it. <laughs> you yeah, like right because then make like, it as big as is reasonable to afford, you know. And yeah, I can do ninety nine percent of my work in here. Yeah, I bet you were thinking, you know, double twenty four inch kick drum guy is not going to be calling me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, honestly. Um, I don't think those guys listen to the show. I'm I'm not speaking bad of them. Like the session was was fine. It went well, but uh what I did to make it work was I actually I took my wife's car because she was in New York at the time. That's a different story. We'll okay. get to that. We'll get to that later, I guess. <laughs> but uh it I, I took her car and loaded it up with my gear and six of my acoustic panels. Oh, cool. And then okay. we were in their basement and I put those panels, we like got some bailing wire and some nails and we basically hung them into the ceiling rafters hmm. to try to disappear the ceiling um, that was going to be over this drum set. Cool. And um, then I did a pre- you know pretty typical, you know, it's funny. And, and we we got there and like, he decided at the last minute to like switch out and we just recorded one 24 inch kick drum. Huh. Okay. Which is fine because I really only have one 
kick like dedicated kick drum mic so i would have been like using 57s or something and yeah it's like it's heavy metal so i'll trigger them out anyway it's not that big a deal but like anyway it was fine um but the the set, the set was still so wide i mean we still did four toms and like oh, there's wow, a okay. bazillion symbols it was two chinas um and you know we did the whole you know so yeah i was like did the whole thing up um it sounded cool you know i put i put like a room mic in the opposite corner in the basement behind a bunch of boxes and stuff um you know get a little kind of a distant reflected sound and plug the guys in and um it was cool he had this brass snare that uh oh those things are yeah oh yeah it was like it was awesome um Sounded like Lamb of God. He had cool. a Lamb of God shirt on, so that's probably why it's the shirt that <laughs> it made was the it sound shirt like that. that. Made the sound, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's pretty cool. So I was yeah I was um, going through and doing some sort of fine tuning editing on the first song that we're going to work on today. So we did. We're sort of sticking to the modern way of doing it, right? Where they're going to do like song at a time. Okay. Um, but we did do all. We did do four songs worth of drums all together oh, for good. the efficiency oh, so of like yeah going all the way across. Smart town to their house setting all that stuff up bringing it all back and stuff like that and those like slight discrepancies like setting everything up again like yeah, it's gonna um, be and I, it right it, it would be a little different it probably wouldn't be it, that that wouldn't be anything that i would complain about song to song like i'm sure i could make it work just fine like yeah. i would i would use the same microphones and i would um you know my apollo retains its input settings and stuff so i, oh, okay. I would I would be able to repeat that pretty specifically. If I was trying to do like a punch-ins in the middle of a song, I would not try to do that after taking down a drum set and putting it back up. But Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So, so yeah, that's that, the way that to do it cool. though. That's cool. Yeah. Um, nice. 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 I think like so, like if you wanted the 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 cheaper easier option would have been like, well, we should program this. Like it's it's heavy metal and I have a good drum programming software, so it will sound you know, like I can make it sound good like that, or we can program it and I can make it sound good like that mm-hmm. uh, in less time. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, but, but they, I mean, but that's not cool. You no, know, part of the fun um, of like part of the whole doing the record is like, yeah, I don't know, like playing on the record, being recorded is a lot of fun and right. Want to do and that? So I have no disrespect, of course, to any drummer who's like, no, I really want to play on it. Like, obviously, oh, yeah. I'm not going to do that. But you know, on the same side of the coin like i work with some other bands and they're like yeah just let's program them you know like it because it's it's cheaper and it still will come out great um the 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 troubles are you know different it's like there are troubles with you know recording a drum set can be difficult and it's a very technical process and everything like that besides the performance you know Mm -hmm. uh and then the the gear alone like there's so many yeah parts like it's like like 14 instruments and it's ridiculous and you got to keep them all phase coherent. So, but then, so when you program drums, you don't have to think about any of that. But what you do have yeah. to think, of, you, you do have to work a lot on the articulations. And um, sometimes cymbals can be difficult to get really good. Like drum shells, it's usually pretty easy. Um, it depends how much of the like ghost notey snare stuff you're going to do. That, yeah. that can some you know, or snare rolls can sometimes be a little difficult, but I have good software for it and you spend some time with it and you can get it right. Um, nice. so either way, either way. Um so I have a legitimate question for drummers that use two kick drums. Yeah. Um this is not a jab. I'm genuinely curious. <laughs> what is you know what I'm gonna ask? What is the point when double kick pedals exist? Like, is it just cool <laughs> factor? Because that's a good enough reason for me. But I think if, if you I think it that, is. Yeah, the, the, hauling that gear around, like God yeah. damn it. Yeah, and no like, kidding. Taking up the room on the stage and stuff. Like if you're playing a gig that's got a small stage, do you bring a double kick pedal instead? What do you do? It seems yeah, like it's just it's undeniably rock and roll, but it mm-hmm. is, seems so uh, inconvenient. So this this band, this is a brand new band, but um, some guys that I knew from a previous band. Uh, the band's called Eisengeist. Nice. Uh, anyway, so the new music from them coming soon. But uh, he he clearly like has a lot of different stuff because he brought in an, another drum. He like took those two drums out and put a different drum in its place. But then we actually had to use one of the other drums because he didn't have the rest of his stands configured to be freestanding. Oh. Like some of his, I think a tom and a cymbal was relying on being part of the kick drum mount. 
oh, being see. mounted on the kick drum, I should say. So, um, so yeah, there was lots of exchanges and stuff. He said that he, well, he actually performs with, he has triggers mounted to those drums, uh, huh. trigger actuators, so that he has the feedback from the kick drums in his earphones. Oh, cool. Uh, okay. When he practices and stuff, um, which we were actually going to use, but he wasn't, he, he felt like one of them wasn't always getting every single hit right. And so when it came time to record, he was like, if it's not 100%, I don't want to bother. So he swapped yeah. out, but in a double kick pedal. And he actually said it was like easier to be faster with the double kick pedal, like something about the weight and the balance of it. Huh. And I was like, well, good, because <laughs> you got to do it right this time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so that, you know, um, so I don't know. I mean, maybe he won't, maybe this will be a, thing he'll be like well it's easier to play anyway and he'll stop hauling it around he said he was going to get like a rack set up too which i mean in it in itself is heavy but it's also kind of easier to assemble repeatedly yeah, right so right. when you have that much stuff it's like kind of a good idea yeah probably hmm. so that's cool anyways cool, cool. what you been doing dog how's those shows going uh good well the last one wasn't good <laughs> 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 Story so time. It's we'll save it. Also, well, well, no, we can go for it now. I guess. Okay. Right? Um, yeah, yeah. The uh, I've played enough shows now. Humble brag that uh, <laughs> I'm experiencing the things that you hear about at shows, right? So, like, bad power is one of the big ones. Oh, so yeah. like you know, playing dirty. My, you mean? Yeah. Right. Right. So yeah. like playing my humbucker equipped guitars and getting lots of buzz lots of like what feels like 60 cycle buzz and you can uh -huh. move move around and it goes away and it waves in and out and stuff okay that sucks so we then we played a show outside and you're like, oh god damn it you can't see my tuner anymore and you know oh all those, in the like, sun in yeah. the sun and the strymon um the big pedals like this the timeline has a lcd screen yeah. on it like an old school just like digit lcd thing it is is entirely useless in the sun. Oh man! So we're like you know hunching over and like shielding it with our hands and flipping through banks in between songs. So you know it's great to play outside on a sunny afternoon, but ooh, like new problems exist. Yeah, yeah, wow. <laughs> um, and then most recently we played a show Monday, of, which was like I don't know what we were thinking. Monday is Memorial a, Day. Memorial Day. Also, yeah. the first day of the Stanley Cup with the Boston Bruins in the Stanley Cup. So it was <laughs> so a double hit over in New double, England. Double whammy. And our show was in Alston, Mass., which is, you know, <laughs> a, essentially Boston. Yeah. Guess how many people came that weren't in bands? <laughs> uh, three people who weren't you in are bands. You are exactly correct. <laughs> I think, and I think they were all girlfriends. They, no. So they walked in off the street. Oh. Um, Yep, so there were three bands, which were made for uh, 11 people. Nice. <laughs> and there were like 15 people there. A grand total of 15 people and a bartender. Not including bartender, sound guy, and door person. So, <laughs> you know, I was like, all right. So these girls walk in, and they're like in the middle of our set, or like kind of near the beginning of the set. Uh, and they're, they're hanging out. We're like, all right, great. You know, someone's here to make mm -hmm. it just slightly more worth it. And at least whatever, it's band practice, I guess. And we drove all this way. Let's yeah. just have a good time. We threw our set list out the window and just winged it. So um, end of the set comes along. We're in between bands. And they're like, we had a really shitty week at work, so we're buying shots. Who wants a shot? <laughs> <laughs> we're like, okay. <laughs> it's like such a weird, weird event. Sounds but, um, good. Yeah, but it was it was all right. It sounded good. Like, you know, the mix was good and all that stuff. But um, just a weird, like, oh, yeah, let's play a show on Memorial Day. That's fine. Don't do it, kids. <laughs> so, anyway, that's yeah. it. That, that's all the shows. Don't, I mean, we, don't, yeah. we don't have anything it's, booked right now until like later in the summer. So, we got time. So, it was. you're saying you took the gig because it was sort of a, spa a big space to fill? We took the gig because it was with two Boston area bands in Boston. Right, right. And we were so, like, it felt safe. It felt like, all right, you know, yeah, it's a Monday, but it's a holiday, so people won't be working, you know, maybe, maybe, and <laughs> nope, nope, big no. It was still fun, it, and like what we were saying before the show, and like visibly no one is there, what do you do? Like, wh at what point do you as the band say, let's just go home? Like, do you collectively decide there's no one here, let's just cancel it? Or do you all say, 
get all our gears here. Let's have a good time and play music for each other. Like I easily see both sides. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm remembering making that second choice a couple of times. Yeah. It was funny. One of the band, the band that went on first, uh, was talking to us before the show. They're like, oh yeah, we just did this like five day run. This is the last one and blah, blah, blah. And then they get up on, they're talking about like, just like what they've been up to band wise and stuff. So then they get up on stage and they repeat all the same stuff as part of their stage banter. (laughs) I was like, yeah, this is the last show of five days. And like, they're just talking to us. Like we <laughs> heard all this already. Yeah. <laughs> There's nobody else to use it on. Nobody else. Yeah. So it was a little awkward, but whatever. It was, it was fun. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. They can't all be winners, you know? That's right. In the That's recent, right. in the recent like major run of shows, we had a lot of really good ones. So it's still yeah. going to, I'm call, calling it a win overall. Sweet, sweet. Good deal. Mm-hmm. I can like that. Ah, drinking beers. Anyway. Drinking dem beers? Dem beers. Oh, I'm going to ask something to the show notes. Hey, you want to hit us with that robot? And then I'm going to finish up. You know what? I think that I will. Okay. So, there. Thanks to Pedal Genie for sponsoring the Tone Control. Visit pedalgenie.com and start your wish list today. Hey, now. Something's I'm going to something's on the show notes. What's up? What's up, show notes? Show notes. I'm just adding one last link here. Um, I started I heard through another podcast I listened to about another podcast uh called Hit Parade. And I've been suggesting it to all of my music friends uh because it's like <laughs> oh goodness. Me. <laughs> Okay. I, didn't, I wasn't fast enough to reach over and mute myself. Although, actually, I've tried muting before, and you could still hear me, even though I couldn't hear me. So <laughs> it still would have startled you. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Hit Parade is... Um, oh, hello. I'm getting a phone Hi. call. What? Put him nope. on the air. Do not want it. It's definitely a robot call. Oh, no, no. Okay. Anyway. Oh, good. Now FaceTime is launching. Please, leave me alone. <laughs> Okay, for the third time, (laughs) Hit Parade is a podcast from Slate Magazine, uh, and it comes out probably once a month or so, uh, and it's it's from this guy uh, who, he writes for Slate Magazine, his his name is Chris Melanfi, I think I'm saying that right, but um, he's like a super deep dive uh, researcher type guy for music charts. Like charts, the, okay. The charts. Yeah. Uh, and he's also like a voting member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and he's kind of got some credentials, you know. Mm-hmm. So Hit Parade is, from looking at music charts kind of historically and analyzing what what happened to make certain bands and certain like uh, songs and what all had to happen for this song to become number one and to become a cultural powerhouse like what was it at the time that made them just explode and Mm. it's it's super 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 interesting uh the first episode i listened to is called like it or not bon jovi is a hugely influential band i i believe it yeah and his whole thing is that he hates bon jovi okay but they're undeniably huge and they have a massive career and a massive impact on music so he really like picks apart the the 80s and the introduction of metal into the popular music charts. Yeah. And like what had to happen? Like if we didn't have Van Halen come along, Bon Jovi never could have hit number one because of X, Y, and Z. It's really super mm. interesting. If you're into like the music history stuff, uh, I can't recommend it enough. I've been listening to it nonstop since I found it. It's really, uh, really fascinating stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Um, the newest one looks like, I think we kind of know this already, but how Phil Collins reinvented drumming in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's the heavily gated thing. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, the gated gated reverb. <clears throat> CCR, Creedence Clearwater Revival, still holds the record for most number two songs without a number one. <laughs> <laughs> now that's some interesting <laughs> right there. <laughs> right? Wouldn't it be? Um how did alternative bands like R.E.M. and the B-52s become top 40 hit makers? Uh, I listened to one on Elton John and George Michael and how their relationship kind of 
like the, their careers and personal relationships affected the charts and stuff. It's it's really mm-hmm. super cool yeah. stuff. And they're about an hour long, very research focused, very um, wow. present, very presentable. Like it's presented. Here's my presentation on Bon Jovi, <laughs> and it's not really a thing I thought I'd be into because like Bon Jovi, sure they're just out there. I don't really care one way or another. But like, goddamn, it's great. Wow. Talk, they get really deep into the production, who's involved, who wrote this song, who, what other songs that person wrote, and all the way down the line. So anyway, it's a good one. Nice. It's called nice. Hit Parade, so check that out. Hit Parade. I have definitely heard about that and had it recommended to me before. Hmm. And it's not going to surprise me if it was from you. I just but- found it last week. Okay. Okay. Well, maybe it wasn't from you. Maybe maybe there's more than one person in my life that can <laughs> that listens that to can, podcasts. Yeah, that can recommend a podcast or two. Uh, it's possible. It's possible. <clears throat> but yeah, check. And they play little clips of the songs and that they talk about. And it's it's not just how like, come they're allowed to do that and you're not allowed dude, to do that on your podcast. No, I don't understand. It, you know? Do you think they pay a license? Maybe they maybe they do. Maybe, maybe they, they have they pay like a blanket license. When when you're a major not major major, but when you're a publication like Slate magazine, maybe you can. And yeah, they know. probably have like you know the kind of the kind of license that like a bar plays if they have music going in the background. Yeah. You know, and they'll have a different one if they have if they have like cover bands playing or something like that. They have there's like a there's like some kind of license where you essentially are it's okay to well I, I don't I don't remember this is this is all going too far far back to to college when I had a little bit of music legality class yeah um, but I'm yeah sure a there's lot of like, there's stuff for that uh, yeah it probably it probably has probably has so anyway yeah I I think it's worth checking out it's one of those podcasts you can kind of comb through the list mm-hmm. and find the ones that you might be interested in um, sure, sure I've only listened to a couple so far but they're really really interesting it's like that that Vox Media YouTube show that we were oh, talking yeah. about oh, some episodes yeah. ago yeah I occasionally find you know cause to fill some time with something and put that put that on and just like let it play episode to episode because right. there's you know it's like there might be something you're specifically interested in, but there's nothing not interesting that's ever going to come on there, you <laughs> <Yeah>. know? <laughs> so it's a kind of a yeah. kind of situation here again. So, so cool. Um, and then I guess the last quick thing before we get into the news news, uh, I got a new guitar. Oops. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, So the guitar store here in town, the Manchester Music Mill, had uh, they had like a big spring cleaning sale. Uh, and they also have an outlet. You don't really hear about guitar stores having outlets, but they do have one. Mm-hmm. So if you spent, like a bunch of stuff was on like, you know, crazy low prices, passing the savings on to you kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> wacky, wave, wacky, waving, inflatable, arm flailing tube man. God tube damn man. it. Yeah. Blew it so bad, Derek. <laughs> That's okay. I forgive yeah. you. <laughs> so the uh, outlet it's is just, just like. It's it's cool if you could just spit it out, you know, but I couldn't. <laughs> anyway, never mind. You blow it. The outlet over there is like <laughs> crates of. Um, Crates of parts and patch cables and then scratch and dent stuff, uh, just stuff that never made it to the store shelves, that kind of stuff. So big discounts over there, Mm -hmm. and there's some haggling involved, which is cool. Uh, Then if you spend 20 bucks in the outlet. I hate haggling. I don't think that's cool. Go on. If you spend 20 bucks in the outlet, you get a coupon for 20% off your purchase in the store. Yes, you've talked about this before. So that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. You could buy $20 worth of patch cables, no problem. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking in there, and then I go and I take a peek in the store and see what's there. And I have like kind of a longer history with this guitar than it might appear. But the Fender Special Edition Custom FMT Telecaster was hanging on the wall. And if you're not familiar with this guitar, it's like a it's made overseas. It's an Indonesian build. 
like weird fender thing that's not really a fender in theory. <laughs> so in it's a, theory? <laughs> uh, in like the idea of what this guitar is, is, is very not fender. So it's a set neck telecaster with a mahogany body and a maple top and an okay. Indian rosewood or Indian laurel fingerboard, abalone inlays, double humbucker with a coil split. So it's about as far from the traditional Telecaster as you can get. Really, really thin body. Um, like a hardtail strat style bridge. Uh, and a, this like gorgeous flame maple top. So I've been kind of looking at these guitars for a really long time. And uh, they've been in and out of production for many, many years. I remember seeing them ages ago. Uh, it comes in a few colors. They make one with a funky spalted maple top as well. Um, and every time I've seen one, there's been something either wrong with it or it's been already marked as sold or something like that. Uh, and they're just like really kind of like, they're kind of bizarro Fender guitars, but they're really, really mega fun. So uh, there's one in the store hanging up and it's on Scratch and Dent because there's a, a finish crack at the neck heel, like where the where the set neck joint is. And it's just in the clear coat. So they knocked like, geez, I don't know. I think it was, see, these are retailing for $7.25. It was listed for like $5.50. So it's, it's all around just like a super good time. It's It fits in the band mix really well. It's really skinny, very, very lightweight, very thin. Yeah, it looks looks like, you know, fast and light kind of thing. Yeah, it's a blast. And I got a great deal on it. And because it was scratch and dent, you know, it was marked down already. Um, And on top of that, because of this big sale, they were doing 10% off the whole store. So I got it even more off. So I had a little bit of cash on me. Didn't have to charge that much. It was great. So... New guitar that's, day, man. Yeah, that's that's great. I love um I love a mahogany guitar. <laughs> yeah. I lo- like like uh, like uh to SG's like the the where you can see through the mahogany. That's always my favorite look on like that. Like just the and natural I'm, mahogany. Yeah, so like, I'm like I'm looking at the back of this guitar and it's like, yeah, you know, like that sort of like dark dark orange all the way up all the way up yeah. through the neck and everything and Yeah. Yeah. There aren't many set neck tellies. It's um, it's really nice neck joint. It's super smooth, and mm-hmm. the access up at those upper frets just feels great. Really yeah, nice. That's, that's cool. Um, so special edition, custom, whatever. Um, yeah, like I said, a few of these guitars have gotten away from me over the years. Oh, most recently, yeah, yeah. Most recently, one at the music mail that came in with like a, a big chip in the headstock. And I was looking at it like, well, if it was a different color, but I was like, look, if you can mark this down enough, I don't care if it's just cosmetic. But it, they did, they threw it on the bench, and it turns out it had a, a fracture in the wood. And it was like a thing that happened during oh, shipping. Oh, man. So there's a big like shipping claim and all this garbage. So I didn't end up getting that one. But then, yeah, a new one popped in. It's the color I preferred that like, bright yellowy orange amber color and mm-hmm. that flame top just looks outrageously cool that's great yeah so new guitar day everybody smooth Yay, move super smooth yup okay you want to do some actual news uh sure so <laughs> yeah tell me about relish guitars did you happen to look at this i sent you a note like yeah um a few days ago like you got to see what's in the show notes yes i i was looking at it a bit today um this looks like what we see sometimes what we threaten to be wanting sometimes right like nobody innovates in guitar land yeah you're right (laughs) Everybody that's does a, vintage, so this is uh, that's a good this way is to put it. not nobody's aiming at vintage spec anything here, are they? No, um, these are extremely expensive, highly engineered guitars, and yeah. super futuristic and stuff. And the, everything I've seen about them is like, oh, if Elon Musk started making guitars, this is <laughs> this would be it. If Elon Musk were to launch a guitar into space, this would be it. <laughs> I I mean, come on. So let's mm-hmm. let's look at. Um, Let's look at the Jane 
Okay. Just so we were talking about the same thing here. Yes. This guitar is $6,000. Okay. That's a lot. Now we of money. tell we tell Gibson to to we tell Gibson right to off pass. right off yeah when they when they do this so let's um so what are we what are we looking at here this this guitar has a has a touch sensor in it to control the pickups and right so yeah there's a 17 way pickup selector that a is multi touch a- by the way because you can two finger on it and you will get access to stuff like. Coil taps, yep. and um, there's like an extra pickup. Uh, there's a piezo, yep. S- yep, that adds to something. It's and it's a, it's like a boost. What is it? It's like an a- additive piezo. So it like it's like a, it's um it's a piezo pickup inside with a mid range boost that's on a push pull. Oh, okay. So it's a, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. So it's an either end. <laughs> so you're looking at the profile of this guitar. You see, it's got that shiny edge to it. Yeah. Um, the core. So think of this guitar as a sandwich. the The creamy <laughs> filling of this a sandwich cookie. The creamy filling of this guitar is an aluminum body. Solid aluminum. Well, if you scroll through some of these photos, you can see inside of it. So mm-hmm. on the, the but the top and the back of the guitar are wood. Okay. The back is held on with magnets and you can just <laughs> pop the whole back of the guitar off and get to the inside so you can hot swap pickups without doing anything else to the guitar. You don't have to take strings off. They the pickups fit in this wow. little like jig that goes just bam. You can see them change pickups in 5 seconds. 100% hot swappable. It's absolutely bonkers and it's like beautiful carved tops and carved backs and there's like a little access door on the back the whole thing comes right off yeah you can get in there adjust the wiring do whatever you need to do and like the the pickup thing is blowing my mind because it just like the the pickup height adjustment is on the inside of the guitar as well you just pop that sucker out yeah let's see the necks are a single piece but they have a bent headstock like a gibson would but they mm-hmm. steam and bend the uh, the headstock back, so the neck and head are a single piece of wood instead of being a joint like on a on a Gibson. Right. So there's no no risk of it snapping because of a, a weak, weak point. Yeah. Um, the fretboard is bamboo. Okay. Which is like roasted or something. Yeah. Low to no maintenance. It's right. crazy. Yeah. So. Um, what else? What else? What else? We kind of like covered everything so already. The, but these like, all snap in. The back is magnets, not the front. The back, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. So if you go to, I'm trying to think. Of, if you, I'm, I'm here to, at um, the explore diagram. I don't want to click around too much because every time I click on a website, I start to lose you again. That's okay. Um, so if you go to the innovation tab, I guess, and hit pick up swapping, um, you can see. The core of this guitar. So there's like a little PCB in there. There's a battery. Oh yeah. Um, okay. I see piezo. it loaded up. Yeah. Yeah. So you can kind of see the shell of the body and how the wood back would attach to that. They because mm-hmm. it's aluminum. It's not magnetic. It yeah. would. Um, they've got magnets mounted to the back of this thing. It's fucking crazy. That's wild looking, man. So on one hand, they're shockingly expensive, but. The, I mean, they they're not all six thousand dollars. Let me see if I can find the what is the cheapest one? Thirty eight hundred here for the Mary One. I mean, it's like it's truly like a piece of art. Like it looks like it's sculpted, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's not just a piece of equipment. I mean, it still looks like a beautiful guitar. So yeah, I like the design too. They're kind of like swoopy and they look really comfortable. 17 position. So you must essentially have almost a smooth graduated transition between pickup sections, right? You're just mixing all the pickup different You must. Positions. I mean, yeah. oh, geez, but look at this. So you can get, you can buy pickups from them that are fitted with their backplate. So here's a Seymour Duncan JB and a 59, one of the most, you know, iconic pickup combinations ever. It's 450 bucks for the set. That's a lot. Can you mount them to the plate yourself? (laughs) I don't know. Doesn't I'm not seeing anything about it, but oh, you can buy a a set of nine pickups 
Nine pickup set collection briefcase for forty six hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh lord. Yeah, that's but all but right. like they've got uh, their own pickup design, three Seymour Duncan models, and five bare knuckle models in that kit. Mm. So I mean, those are real pickup brands. You know, they're not they're not cutting corners here. Yeah. What, well, this what are is you something else? What are you what are your initial thoughts on this? Are you afraid of this or <laughs> uh no, I, I get it. This makes sense. Um it's it doesn't this feel like it's more appropriate to have a giant price tag than like a Gibson with historically you know, accurate with, plastics? Yeah, with, with yeah. like yeah, like materials that are bad, you know, like like yes, inef- I, inefficient yeah. materials and like wood that you're not allowed to cut anymore, and like battery batteries are bad for the earth. Yeah, and <laughs> right. I mean, so so. Um, I, no, I know what you're this, saying. Like, this isn't about this isn't about Gibson, but I'm saying like I'm trying to justify my feeling like I'm fine with this. You're fine with this costing as much, yeah? Because right, so. Yeah, it's they've created some tech here. Yeah, that that's money why goes, this costs this much. The money's going towards innovation like this, whereas Gibson, that money's going towards uh, the innovation at Gibson is they took the plastic ring off of some shit so that you'd have to buy one aftermarket and put it on. Yeah, or the innovation's going to, or the the money's going to innovation on how historically accurate can we get it. And yeah, surprise, this year's more historically accurate than last year. <laughs> it's our fastest iPhone ever. Yeah, I should hope so. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Boy, I'm going to rue the day when you come out with one that isn't the fastest one ever. I mean, imagine Gibson. Gibson's going to announce their next guitar, and it's it's just almost as historically accurate as last year's right. historically accurate this one. one. This one pickguard screw is not quite, but you don't care yeah. about that, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think... Obviously, those expensive Gibsons are still good guitars. They still sound good. They still play good. But like, I don't know. I, does money doesn't have to go towards innovative stuff? Obviously, yeah. But I don't know. This obviously looks like a piece of. It, it's modern. It looks like high tech stuff. You know, it looks like a friggin. I don't and know. And if you have this much money to spend on a guitar then you are probably the sort of person who would be like, yeah, and definitely hook me up with that briefcase because I'm spending, you know, yeah. if I'm spending $10,000 to, get, I want, I want the kit. Yeah. So it can sound like all guitars and exactly. It can, That's and worth play great and, that yeah. to, to somebody who wants an instrument like this. So, yeah. and it's still string through too. I love that. Yeah. It's so kind of the like string a- through that, that sits on the back of the aluminum plate. It's not so, so my comment earlier like solid aluminum no it's it's like it's like a, a minimal aluminum rim and a it's plate. It's like a frame like a yeah. like a, like a chassis. Yeah, it's a chassis. That's a good way to to yeah. put it. You know, with a with a front and a back. Yeah. Um attached to it. The 24 fret or at least this one that I'm looking at is 24 fret. There's it's a few um, different models. Yeah. A few different shapes. They're all generally kind of the same style, which I think is cool. Um mm-hmm swoopy kind of offset guitars but they look they're modern but they're kind of understated which i think is great they're not like radical yeah. shapes that make you go oh though look at that crazy guitar they kind of blend in yeah yeah you'd you'd see it and you'd go oh that's fancy yeah you know you it wouldn't does, go you know, what the f-? it's not yeah. like it's not like missing a headstock you know right yeah it's it not looks a like um, parker with no yeah guitar on it <laughs> the guitar that that doesn't have the guitar the part. Guitar that they they cut the guitar part off. <laughs> uh, it looks like a piece of furniture. You know, some of these finishes, like the walnut one here, and some of these, like they're really yeah. beautiful tops. Yeah, the exo- yeah, the exotic woods, as they yeah. say, as a feller says. <laughs> so, so anyway, where's that, the name relish come from? I don't know. These guitars are made in. Um, Switzerland? Swiss made, yeah. So So who knows what that word means there? So who knows, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's someone's name. I'm not sure. But okay. um actually let's see if there are dealers around here. Unlikely. 
I'm going to click their chat box. Oh, hello. Got a question or a special request? Yeah. Yeah. Continue as Justin. Hey, it knows who I am. Oh, it's going through Facebook. Oh, shit. They have them in, uh, down near Boston. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Should well, I maybe. open this? Should I open this chat? Hey, I'm recording my podcast right now. We have a question. Where does your name mean? That might be really funny. If you want to, like, the time it's going to take to get someone up. Wait, what time is it in Switzerland? Yeah, nobody, nobody's up over there. <laughs> not doing it. Yeah, it's 2, 2, 2.28 in the morning. Yeah. So, <laughs> not, okay. not going to. Anyway, check those out. They're they're really pretty yeah. cool. I'm I'm into that idea. The price is obviously way out of reach, but as far as yeah, cool things, not, I mean, not for everybody. You know what's hilarious is like I'm feeling. You said that whole like, oh, this is what we want: innovation. You know, the price tag, blah blah blah. The other part of my brain, my stupid guitar player lizard brain, is going. Nobody asked for this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Why is that happening? Why do I do that? <laughs> Uh, uh, we are, we are a, a, strange a doomed breed. species. Guitar players or humans? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like the I, square rectangle thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, should we, should we, um, do you have a pedal from Pedal Genie? Yeah, I haven't opened it. Do you want me to? My, sure, yeah. Mine was supposed to be here today and it never came. Oh, it never came. All right, all right. Yeah. Uh, all right, hold on. I'm going to I'm gonna play the genie and I'm going to go get my guitar and open a bag of pedal. Um, that's And that's what we'll do. And that is what we'll do. Okay, here we go. Pedal Genie is like the Netflix of guitar pedals. Rent any pedal you want for as long as you want, for one low monthly price. Shipping is included and there are no late fees or time limits. With over 1,500 pedals to try from nearly 100 different manufacturers, Pedal Genie definitely has the gear you want to try. Subscriptions start with flex of just $19.95 a month. Try out one pedal at a time for as long as you want, send it back when you're ready for the next one. For only $39.95 a month, the standard subscription includes shipping, so you could have a different pedal every few days. If one isn't enough for you, Pedal Genie Pro gets you three pedals at a time for only $64.95 a month, shipping included. There's a subscription for everyone and best of all, your first month is free. If you find the pedal of your dreams, the one you just have to keep, Pedal Genie will offer you a buyout option. Prices vary with the length of your membership and the type of pedal, but you'll definitely get an awesome price for the pedal in your hand. So head to pedalgenie.com to fill up your wishlist with pedals, and they'll send out your first pedal or sap. Pedal Genie, all your pedal wishes granted. Hey, I put my headphones on just in time to hear her finish. Thanks. Welcome back. Uh, thank you. I'm um, switching some things and hooking up. So I'll tell you what. Uh, this is the Daredevil Red Light District. Okay. So go I'm going to Google it. Yeah, go ahead and let's Google together. Daredevil Red Light District. Oh, it's a distortion. Cool. All right. Oh, I like how the... Oh, never mind. I'll <laughs> drop this. I thought, the, uh, I thought the artwork on it was tubes, but they're just like red light bulbs. Yeah, they're just lights. They're just lights, baby. Right, hold on. These just lights. This just lights. I'm gonna see if I can tune my guitar. I don't know if you can hear me, but I'm gonna. I can hear you. Okay. Good. Well, then everybody can. <laughs> All right. Uh, fun fact: these are hand wired in Chicago. Chicago. It's not too <laughs> far from here. That's how you say it. <laughs> FYI. <laughs> we have some really great uh, title options today. <laughs> Doing good. Doing good. Also, right. um, fun fact that's a little less fun. This pedal has been discontinued. Oh. Well, my guitar's in tune. What is this? Wow, magnificent. All right, hold on. Let me switch the power supply and cable over, and we'll be good to go. He's switching the cable and the power and... Yep. He's he zigged when he should have zagged. No, I'm <laughs> doing every, I'm doing all the zagging correctly. <laughs> so you pizzaed when you should have French fried, or you French fried when you should have pizzaed? Oh man, I don't that's even what, know. That's my favorite. 
<laughs> I don't even know what you're getting at. So when you learn to ski, I'm not a skier, by the way. So, but when you learn to ski, you know, you've got your two skis that, when they're straight ahead, it's called. Oh, they look like French fries. That's when, when you, you go fast. Yeah. Yeah. When you put them together, you slow down and you make a pizza shape. So you're telling little kids how to ski. It's like, all right, make a pizza, and right, right. it slows you down, and, and you can like kind of recover better. Mm-hmm. And so if you if you fuck up, you just say, ah, oh, you French fried when you should have pizza. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's terrible. Of course, the you, you zigged when you should have zagged is also acceptable. Right, right, right. also <laughs> acceptable. All right, so I've turned on the amp here. Okay, so since this is a distortion, this will serve as my clean tone. Okay. Roger that. Okay. Um, all right, we're just going to... This thing has two buttons. We're exploring together, everybody in the audience and me. Um, so I'm going to click the rightmost button and see what happens. Nothing at all happens. That's, that's awesome. That's because it's labeled high low, and the other one is labeled bypass. Oh, see, I can't. <laughs> it's it's way off to the to the right here. I can't. I can't. So see yeah. It you, so your left switch will be on off. All right. So here's the first. Here's my first comment in this uh, uh, happening in real time review. Um, <laughs> the jacks are on the sides, and this pedal is wider than it is long. Right, so this is like the the just the okay. worst thing you could do. Power is on the side, but it's above pa- the jack. Power's on the side, but like in out, it this is like this is the worst thing you could do for pedal space economy. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right? It's it's not it's not really the worst, but it's anyway. So could be better. Yeah, I can't really. I'm trying to arrange this in such a way that I can have it so I can see what the hell I'm doing. All right, there. I'll route the cable up over my computer. Okay, bypass. <laughs> uh, all right, the volume's all the way down. Here we are. <laughs> all right, what are these controls? Gain and scoop, and then the scoop has an on-off switch. All right, so. Oh, that must be unscooped. <laughs> all right, let's turn the gain down a little bit here. Okay, so this scoop switch I'll enable, and we'll spin this. Oh yes, it gets very scooped when I turn that up. Okay, we'll turn. So that when back you off. turn it up, it's scooping. Right. Right. It's creating okay. a scoop. So let's try this high-low button. Well, apparently, I was in low mode. Now I'm in high. So I got the gain halfway up in high mode. this <laughs> it's um i'm having trouble getting anything that doesn't sound like it's sort of uh broken it says here that it's um it's got a heavy eq from sabbath to sleep and countless other doom desert and thrash metal tones so if you're not familiar with sleep yeah okay. um, they're, they're like a uh my one of my coworkers is gonna, gonna, gonna kill me if, I'm pretty sure it's doom metal. I don't actually know. Okay. Um, very heavy, very sludgy. Um, okay. But like it's mega thick. Yeah. Low yeah. to it. Scoop it. See if that helps. So there, we're not just all flab now with the scoop on. Yeah. So now, if you have the scoop turned. Sorry. If you have the scoop turned all the way counterclockwise, yeah, um, but but enabled. But enabled. is it the same as it's off? As, let's, as if let's it check were it off? out. No, it is still hmm. still somewhat scooped because this is off. And then I'll scoop it. Yeah, and definitely. Whoa. <laughs> so it's it's got lots of gain. I think. Yeah, so I mean that's that seems to be about the size of it. What what are your thoughts? 
Uh, I mean, I'm hearing it through an internet phone call, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's, it's a little, it's roboting a little bit sometimes, but oh, I get okay. an idea of it. It does sound like, this is a distortion pedal, it's not an overdrive or anything like that. Yeah, um, so there's it's not a lot of subtlety to it. Right, right. It's, I mean, saying it's one-dimensional sounds like an insult, and that's not how I mean it, uh, but it seems yeah. like it's kind of a singular flavor of distortion it, it's got yeah this, the eq is powerful you know like it's well the, a, the only eq is the scoop thing um and it, it well, does yeah, a, a lot basically it the pedal feels almost unusable without it to me um but that's going to depend on your guitar and your amp somewhat i mean so it's, this has got a fatter bottom end this is apparently version two okay so um or no i'm sorry it's the bigger better heavier brother to the fearless distortion so it's a, ah, I see. This is an iteration on another pedal by the yeah. By this so company. it um, similar two channel gain circuit, but with slightly fatter bottom end and more cut. Okay, so more scoop. <laughs> uh, all right. right. Um, well. hmm. So it says the selectable mid scoop that can be increased or narrowed. Increased or narrowed. Crank okay, that so scoop all the way up. This is all the way up. And we're going to turn it all the way down. So maybe that's what it's doing. When I turn it down, it's getting narrower. And it's letting more kind of mid-frequencies through. And I turn it back up. It's cleaning up a lot of those mids. Mm -hmm. I'm a little disappointed the high-low doesn't have a light on it. Yeah, um, that's true. So we've kind of been at high this whole time. Is the high-low just uh, like more saturation, more gain? Seems that way. So it's not, so I'm going to click it like, back on. You know, I get a lot more noise with it in high, yeah. obviously, because there's... It's, so it's hard not, to tell if there's additional EQ going on there or if it's just the gain. Right. It could it, be just the gain. But it's not increasing in volume, right? It's just a, it's not a boost then? Right. No, it's just more clipping. Yeah, the yeah, output I mean, feels the same. When it comes to that kind of thing, like the high-low is cool. I almost want that on a mini toggle and then have that extra foot switch just be like a boost, like a boost pedal. So you yeah. can come up for leads right in the same box, you know? Yeah, two gain levels or something. Yeah. Or, or, or volume. I don't know. I mean you could you could do some some different sounds with it. It's um Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's not like it's unusable. It's just like I really don't like it without this scoop on, though. Right. It's, it's um, just feels kind of cloudy. Yeah. But it's that'll depend on the guitar, I guess, and and so on. The definitely when thing, you yeah. when you click it into high mode and turn off the scoop, you know, it's just way. It, it's like um, it's, it's almost like a fuzz. It's almost like if there was a, a pedal that doesn't really have a lot of gain, but you're trying to use it as a high-gain pedal, <laughs> yeah, and you yeah. push it past its sweet spot, and it gets all kind of flubby. Right. It, yeah. sound, it feels like that to me, like it's under-rectified or doesn't have enough juice behind what it's trying to do or something. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe So two-stage, Does it? could it be that the high-low is engaging the second stage? Must be. Oh, you know what? So these guys, they do have a pedal that we did. We talked about on this show called Cocked and Fearless. Okay. Which was um, a distortion pedal with a fixed wah yeah. sound on a foot switch. I remember liking that. They also have one called the Atomic Cock, <laughs> 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 which is just the cocked wah sound without the distortion. But... Um, <laughs> I do remember looking at their site in the past and thinking they had a cool thing going on. So, I mean, this pedal is discontinued. So Yeah. So maybe it, they've iterated and come up with something better. Yeah, I think their new stuff's just better, you know? Okay. Fair enough. I'm going to I'm going to I can I can turn this all off. I think we're we're good here. I think we're yeah, done here. Yeah. Cool. So, my pedal has not come in yet, but uh, I'll tell you what it is. What do you say? Hey, I say sure. 
It's the Digitech Drop. Boom. Which is the... Uh, is I remember something about that. Yeah. It's... Um, but not everything uh, about it. It's a polyphonic drop tune pedal. So it's, it's the whammy pedal without the expression pedal. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I remember when that <laughs> yeah. thing came around. So it, it does like all those. It's got the, the scale LED thing that shows yeah. you like. You could put it into sort of different modes for what it's going to do, but it's going to, it's sort of like in auto mode. It's like an auto LFO version of it. Yeah. So like if you want to tune down a whole step, you just click this pedal on and boom. But can't it do the, the, the movement? It's just, it's like uh, an auto mode. I thought it could. Let's find out. Maybe I'm lying. <laughs> this just reminded me of something. Um, oh, what does this little switch say? Uh, oh, so you can set it to momentary or latching, and then it's just got a rotary okay. knob for one through seven, and then octave, and then octave plus dry. So, uh, anyway, so maybe we'll, we'll cover this next time. Yeah. But um, no, there was some other Digitech. Uh, whammy variant pedal that, that would did do the, the moving parts. Whammy ricochet. That's what you're thinking of. Ah, uh, okay. okay. So the drop is just a drop tune pedal. Okay. So yeah, but anyway, we'll talk about that next time. I think sure. octave down plus dry is always the coolest sound in the world. So <laughs> <laughs> I put that in a mix just three days ago. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Added an octave down to a guitar solo. And it was pretty righteous. Mm. Nice. The band will, the band loved it so much. They're like, "Hey, can you do that to the?" They they thought it was an octave up, but oh, because um, you know you, you. Well, I don't I don't know. They just misremembered what octave he played the solo in. I guess. Anyway, <laughs> you you think like you hear an octave and you go, "Oh, you add an octave." Can you can you try that same octave effect on the verse vocals? Oh. I was like, "Whoa, this isn't gonna work." I was like, <laughs> I, "I was like, I'll tell you what, because we're we're doing it on like mix revisions, right?" So yeah. I'm like, "I'm not gonna make them like waste their revision on that." So I was like, "I'm gonna make you guys three versions of this because I don't think you're gonna like this idea." Um, and they didn't. Yeah. So, anyway. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there was much lols. <laughs> nice. It sounded. Nuts. I did put an octave up on their voice and the sort of fuzzy distortion that comes with it. And it sounded like totally bonkers and they did they're not keeping it, but it was fun. <laughs> That's what it's all about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Having fun. We did just say earlier that recording is fun. So there you go. Right. It, <laughs> That's it the kind of shit we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> okay so that's the anyway that that comes that that uh totally amazing pedal demo and review comes to us thanks to pedal genie so correct get, get it in your life and <laughs> <laughs> all right last up wetter box uh, this is such a <laughs> weird name isn't it the wetter box <laughs> I like it. From uh, the gig rig. From the gig rig. Uh, what did gig rig make? I can't remember. Was it those? They make the G2 true bypass switcher. It's like those massive switcher things, right? Yeah, yeah that's like super crazy programmable. Yeah. Um, and very simply programmable also. So this and is like do, a semi analog ish small version. Uh, so this is a new thing. So the gig rig also makes all kinds of other like pedal board routing stuff and like okay. um, kind of like logistics for your pedal board, for sure. your guitar rig. So the wetter box is an entirely new thing. It allows you to blend two effects in parallel in real time. Ah, uh, okay. So two so, effects plus dry. So we've got two loops and a dry through. Well, I'm sorry. You can do blend two effects together or you can blend any one effect with dry. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Send A, send B, return A, return B, output. Okay, and it's full stereo. Oh, okay, that's where we're yes. getting all these jacks. It's stereo via TRS. There's a flate, oh, God, a phase flip on loop B, independent okay. gain controls on each loop, internal voltage doubling. The outs are true stereo. Is that right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Because the outs have separate right. yeah. jacks. And not that the others isn't true stereo, it's just access through a Y cable. Exactly. Um 
voltage wow. doubling and isolated power internally, true or buffered bypass, which would allow like delay trails and stuff. Um, and then there's two modes on this thing. You can blend, which will crossfade from A to B, or yeah. you can mix, which will add B to A. Yeah. And expression is, and remote input. Yes. This thing why is wouldn't you have remote nuts. input, right? <laughs> yeah. Why not? With game you controls can, for each path. Yep. Um, yeah, <laughs> mono and stereo is on an external toggle. Yeah. Yep. Yep, they've done it. They've done it. It makes sense. This is correct. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> it's um I haven't heard a demo of of people using this yet. I, I just saw that it was announced the whole week. Um Gig Rig was like, you know, three days, big announcement, new product, you know, yeah. two days. And I was like, oh, what is it gonna be? So I saw it, just threw it on the notes, and I knew we'd want to talk about it. So <laughs> it's a whole um, chicken. <laughs> it's a henway. <laughs> Um, so mixing pedals together in parallel right okay so mixing pedals together in parallel or blend any pedal in parallel with your direct signal okay so So, here's the thing mixing pedal uh, either of those whether it could be a distortion and a reverb or it could be you know your amp sound and a reverb yeah. Right. Um, in either way, you could be fading in and out your reverb on an expression with that. Yeah. Right. Or I guess couldn't you do that with most reverbs? But not all reverbs. Well, it depends if that reverb's got an expression, got an expression. thing, and it, it, on that its expression mix. controls the mix. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. Right. So you level. can make any pedal into. I mean, that's that's what we should say to simply. You know, you're thinking like, how do you use this? What we should be saying is. You turn any pedal into one that has a mix knob. Uh, as one of the options, yeah. Yeah. Um, right. The other thing is like you could mix, and, and this is this is different than putting. So say you've got like a like a phaser and a reverb. Let's say. Yeah. It's in in not the same as putting those pedals in line in your pedal board. Right, because one would be affecting the other sound. So you could have them independent of each other and both make... Oh, that's true. So you could have it 50-50. Yeah. Just have it set static, uh, but have them both affecting the sound but not affecting each other. Exactly. Huh. I wonder if that's musically usable. (laughs) Well, for things like delay and reverb, though, you know, Mm -hmm. phaser and reverb is not a great example, but like... Delay and reverb, reverb comes after delay. Problem solved. <laughs> yeah, but this would allow you to blend exactly how much. So, but okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think I think that you you or have get crazy to, with it. Yeah, I think I think there's really not a huge point to having this unless you're going to be expressing it. So if or, you just well, what because about, you can choose how much by. With their own knobs, usually. I, I, yeah. I mean, so what about blending drive pedals? Like not. Well, now you're really them. getting down to it, right? So this is like when you record multiple amps, and then you're like, "Oh, this tone comes from." Like, yeah. like remember when um, uh, Joel Joel from Royale was on the show, he, and he yeah, was like, yeah. "Oh man, we got that guitar tone with this friggin' amp and this friggin' amp, and we put them up <laughs> together with these cabs, and then we put seven microphones on them, and it was like, bam." So this is yeah, like look, it's so that crazy. for distortion pedals. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was my Joel impression. He doesn't really sound like that, though. <laughs> so, um, you know, when the call drops, it really, really it, sucks. It's such a buzzkill. It really derails the whole situation. It makes yeah. me feel like we're just okay. So that's the wetter box, you know. Seems cool. What's do they have a price? Uh, accounting for exchange rate as of May twenty fourth, twenty nineteen, it's about two hundred and forty dollars. Oh wow! So two forty. Sorry, not two four. <laughs> two hundred and forty dollars. Yeah, it seems like a lot. It does. Uh, their stuff is the real deal, though. Yeah, like they're yeah. they're. I'm looking at some of their other products, and they're just they're playing for keeps. You know. Right. Hmm. Okay. 
they they have a bunch of stuff like they've got um thing a thing called a three two one which is allows you to switch up to three instruments with all their levels matching perfectly oh cool yeah hmm. okay well the, yeah. yeah sorry i'm like this is such a it's so distracting yeah. so sorry sorry yeah. to the the gig rig that we screwed up sorry, talking well, about your yeah product. so the gig rig go to Go talk. Go to talk to the gig rig, thegigrig.com, and they make <laughs> some of the coolest um, like rig management stuff. Yeah, for sure. Like they don't make pedals and stuff like that, but they they make. And uh, what would you even call it? Like um, I haven't the like rig maintenance idea. gear. I guess it's not maintenance. It's like utility. Utility. Well, hey, I guess that means we should wrap this up. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Um, so this this was the tone control. It was pretty good. Um, I didn't even talk about playing VR all week. Oh yeah, we should arrange <laughs> some other time to talk about that when we can have <laughs> yeah, a reliable I to, connection. I don't need to bore our listeners with with my recreational activities. <laughs> well, I mean, you and me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need a separate time to uh, to have a stable connection. Apparently. Uh, yeah. No kidding. Uh, all right. Well, hey, uh, thanks for listening. Um, I was going to do the Instagram questions thing again, and I posted about that uh, maybe five hours ago, give or take. And mm-hmm. uh, literally, no one has asked a question. So nobody had any questions. Nobody maybe wants we'll, to know. Maybe anything. we should do it the day before. Maybe we should. We should give them a minute. I definitely did it while I was sitting in traffic. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Keep an eye out on the Instagram. We are there as the Tone Control, and find us on Facebook and uh, Twitter and uh, the website and uh, email us. I guess. Okay. <laughs> okay. Leave us a review. That's nice. We like reviews. If we get a review, we'll read it on the air. How about that? If you're listening on Anchor, you can leave us a voicemail either in the app or now on the Anchor website. So Anchor.fm, and you can can learn about that. Okay. Kick yeah. ass. All right. Thanks. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the thing. Say hey, good night, everybody, or good morning. Hey. See ya. See ya. To all the components out there in the tone control circuit, thanks for listening, and fuck off. Fuck off.